Great, it's lovely to be with you this morning. My name's Tim, one of the leaders here, and um, normally on a Sunday morning we go through a little preaching series, um, but there's five Sundays in, in May, and so we've got what we call a, a fire break, and uh, it just gives a chance, Dave said to me, you can preach on whatever you like, slightly dangerous, but true. Um, and so I'm going to preach about something that I've been thinking about the last little while, and I suppose it's um, just thinking about how... Yeah, how are people feeling at the moment uh, within society generally? Kind of what, kind of what's the pandemic done to us? Uh, what has the stuff in Ukraine done to us? What has, uh, yeah, the leadership model we see from those who govern us done to us? What has the cost of living increases and the pressure around finance? What's it doing to us? And, and I think for many people within uh, society, actually, they kind of. I suppose two things probably slightly lost their mojo, lost, lost that sense of get up and go, lost that sense of, ah, oh, yes. And, and partly there's a little kind of questioning around, well, what am I doing and what am I committing myself to and what am I giving my life to? And, and things that maybe happened two or three years ago, actually there's just a little kind of malaise that's come in. And, and like Dave was saying with the New Wine um, uh, Conference, actually they would normally have loads of people who want to go and volunteer uh, at New Wine and they need another two or three hundred still, because people thinking, do you know what, I'll kind of do something else for my summer, and kind of, uh, and I wonder whether there's something that we need to uh, think about, uh, and what I've been thinking about the last three or four weeks uh, is, is perseverance. What, what's it mean for somebody who knows and loves Jesus to persevere, to carry on, to keep on going? Um, it's fantastic to uh, baptise Amy here, and uh, as she has a life ahead of her, to think of all the possibilities. But there is something about the Christian life that actually is to do with persevering. Now, just before I say uh, kind of maybe what I feel God's saying to us about perseverance, I do want to make a distinction between earning and effort. Earning and effort. Uh, I think there's sometimes that we, we do stuff because we think we can earn stuff. And I think sometimes within Christian life we can do that as well. Actually, Maybe we can earn God's love. Maybe we, we can earn God answering our prayers. Maybe we can earn some healing. Maybe we, we can do something. We could put, uh, we could actually do something and actually earn God's blessing in our life, earn spiritual gifts. And the reality is that we can't. The reality is the Christian life is it's grace. It's a free gift from God. The truth is that there's nothing you can do to get God to love you more. He just loves you 100% all the time, faithfully, eternally. God loves you. There's nothing you can do to make God love you more. There's nothing you can do to earn his love. Actually, there's nothing you can do that means that God won't love you. Actually, there's nothing you can do to earn salvation. There's nothing you can do to be forgiven. There's nothing you can do to have the shame and guilt removed from your life. Actually, that is a free gift that's available in the death and resurrection of Jesus. Actually, there's nothing you can do to be uh, a daughter or a son of God. It was just God's delight to rescue you out of his compassion, out of his mercy, out of his kindness. Actually, there's nothing we can do. There's no, nothing we can put in to the deal to make God love us. We, we can't earn our salvation. But as we look at the Christian life and the Christian life that's ahead of Damie uh, and for us, actually, does that mean there's no effort at all? Well, I think as you read through the Bible, actually there is effort that's required. Of whether it's, um, I don't know, fight the good fight, run the race that's set before you, take up your cross daily and follow him. Actually, there's 
lots of things that imply that we should be putting some determined efforts, some conscious thoughts, some activity in. Now, those things are not to earn God's grace, earn God's forgiveness, earn God's love, but they're the way we can access and we can take hold of the free gift that God uh, gives to us. And that's why I think at the moment that perseverance is, is how do we take hold of all that God has for us? How do we in life make sure that we're running a race, we're fighting the fight, we're taking up our cross daily? Actually, how do we make sure that we're keeping on doing what we should be doing? And that's where we need perseverance. And that's why in the book of James, uh, James talks about perseverance. I, I love the book of James. He's got this great idea of, of, of faith and works and how those two go together. But in, in James chapter 1, verse 2, he says this. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. I don't know how many of you would agree with that. When some things come your way that are hard and difficult, you think, oh, yippee, I'm glad I'm suffering at the moment. I'm glad this is going really badly. Uh, Actually, James says, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds because there's a reason why he's so happy, why he's so joyful. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything. Hmm. Wouldn't it be good if we could be mature and complete and we lack, but not lacking anything? He says this in verse 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised those who love him. Okay, if you persevere under trials, actually there's something, a crown of life. Not totally sure what that is, but it sounds quite positive and quite good, and hmm, I wouldn't mind one of those. Um, he goes on at the end of his book, James chapter 5, it says this, Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we can't just bless those who have persevered. You've heard of Job's perseverance and have seen that Lord, what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. What does that call out of you? Does it call out of you the sense of perseverance? Even though kind of the, all the bad news kind of comes our way that might still might make kind of feel oh, a little bit lethargic, a little bit apathetic. Actually, is there something about God's compassion and mercy that calls out of you perseverance? I'm going to keep on going. So just briefly... Three questions, four questions I wanted to ask you. What is perseverance? What is perseverance? And I suppose the dictionary would say this. It's continued effort to do or achieve something, even whether this is difficult and takes a long time. Actually, for me, I think that describes the Christian life. Maybe when you became a Christian, you thought, ah, it's going to be a new life started. It's going to be plain sailing from here on. Life's just going to be great. Troubles are all ended. And for most people, that's where your troubles really start. That's where following Jesus kind of, it, it is. It's a, a long journey in the same direction. It's continued effort to do or achieve something, even when it's difficult and takes time. It does sound like the discipleship life. It's, it sounds like dying to self. It sounds like living for Jesus. I don't know if you like putting effort into things. Um, 
I know uh, as, a, as, a, as a child, I found reading really difficult. Um, I think I was probably slightly dyslexic, although they didn't diagnose things in those days. And you look at the page and words would jumble around as you tried to read them. But I just knew if I, if I couldn't read, I, kind of, I wouldn't be able to get, kind of there'd be opportunities in life that I'd miss out on. And so even as a small child, I thought, I've got to learn to read. I've got to persevere. I've got to just keep on going. And I did keep on going. And most of the time I can read stuff fairly normally now. It's still tricky, but I knew that I had to persevere. Continued effort to do or achieve something, even when it's difficult and takes a long time. So for us at the moment, when is it that we, we need perseverance? Actually, I think this is particularly now that we, those of us that know and follow Jesus, that we need to say, actually, I'm going to fight on through, however much, how I feel on the inside, however it feels like the kind of the, the news on the telly is always bad news, uh, and it somehow can get you. I know in our household we now ration the news because of the negative effect it has on our well-being. We, we can. I say to my wife, you can only she can only watch the six o'clock news, no other news because actually it just gets you down. Just all, and it's not we that want to be unaware of what's happening in the world, but constantly kind of actually, and it leaves us feeling drained and empty and uh, lethargic and. Actually, we need perseverance now. We need perseverance when things get tough. As James says, when trials come our way, we're not immune to those. We need perseverance then. Actually, we probably need perseverance when we're disappointed in God. Actually, there's times in your life, and even for Damien, there'll be times in your life where actually your prayers, for some reason, don't get answered. The church will disappoint you. Your friends will disappoint you. Actually, we can be disappointed with, and, and we can then start asking the questions. And, and I know at that point, we just need perseverance just to somehow to keep on trusting God. The Shifting Faith group that Rachel mentioned is, again, it's for people who have got slightly, I don't know, Christian faith seemed to be quite simple as a child or as a young person, but now the complexities of life seem to make it a little bit harder and a bit more complex, a bit more perplexing kind of how do we navigate those things and and that is a space for us to generally have a conversation with other people who don't want to give up on believing on God but somehow their faith has shifted from kind of and and we need perseverance to keep on going we need perseverance when we compare ourselves to other people just to think actually no God you've made me to be me I don't know if do you try that do I don't know if you do that sometimes I do. I compare myself to other people who are church leaders and think, oh, if only I was like them. If only I could speak, if only I had their sense of humor, or if only I had their communication skills, or if only I had their kind of prophetic ability. And you start looking at other people, and, and I need to persevere with saying, no, t- Tim, God has made you to be you. And actually, you being the best you, you can with Jesus' spirit and with his help. And with, actually, that's what people need. Persevere at being you, who I've created you to be. I suppose, why, why do we need perseverance? I think, actually, we are in a battle. When you became a Christian, maybe you became a Christian because you thought you wanted new life, you wanted a friendship with God, you wanted to be forgiven. All great things, but what happens is you step into a battle. And when you're in a battle, it's kind of, you can't just lay back. You can't just kind of chill out. Actually, there are times where you need to realize, actually, there is a, a battle that's global, that's local, that's personal. Actually, there's, there's a, a battle around the reputation of the gospel, a, a battle around the church, the church that kind of society used to think we just slightly kind of 
quirky, irrelevant people. No, for some people think the church is dangerous because of what we think and what we believe. And, and, and there's a battle that we're involved with. We need to persevere because we need to uh, continue to open our lives up to the work of the Spirit. When Dave was saying about the Empower Course, actually, we're doing that because we need to persevere. We need to persevere in the things of the Spirit. Eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the use of pro- prophesy. There's a, a perseverance because spiritual gifts don't just come naturally. We need to make the space and determination. We need to persevere, to grow and learn. Why don't we see as many people being healed? As we, because Maybe because we're not persevering in prayer as much as we should be. We need to persevere because our lives are, should be coming under the Lordship of Jesus. But our flesh life, our kind of old life, actually it kind of kicks back and it wants to be in charge and it wants to rule. And, and we know our selfishness and our pride and our greed. And we know those kinds of things, kind of given half the chance, will rear their ugly head. And we need to persevere. We need to persevere in, in holiness. We need to persevere in living obedient to Scripture. If we persevere, there's a crown of life. There's something that comes our way. Actually, I think we need to persevere in sharing the good news of Jesus. Um, there's lots of things that churches do that are amazing, whether it's food banks or care for the poor and for the homeless. And many of us were involved with the noise a few weekends ago. And I love the fact that we can show God's love in very practical ways. And, um, and actually, nobody, I was volunteering at the food bank this week, and, and everybody who came was just so grateful and so thankful for the food they received. And nobody's going to complain about a church that runs a food bank or a, a, a project for the, for the homeless. But as soon as you start to say that Jesus is the only way you can get to know God as a father, oh, 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 oh hang on a minute, you can't say that. How arrogant, how conceited. You're, you're judging and demeaning other religions. And, and there's a real kind of kickoff around what we, salvation is found in no other name apart from the name of Jesus. And, and so what will happen is we can retreat from sharing the gospel and we rely on good deeds, which are fantastic, but we need to persevere. We need to persevere in being a witness for Jesus. We need to persevere in sharing our faith. We need to persevere in the, in the confidence that it is through Jesus only, as Demi demonstrated through, uh, Demi demonstrated through the baptism, that it's, it's a confidence that Jesus is the one who died and came back to life. Salvation and hope is not found in any world philosophy, any financial strategy, any political initiative. Salvation and change in our world is found only in Jesus. And we need to persevere. We need to persevere in sharing our faith. Peter says this in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, to your goodness, knowledge, to your knowledge, self-control, to your self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. If you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to persevere in our life with Jesus, in our choices, in our actions. We need to take our faith seriously enough. It's like, as Paul says, it's like this little kind of circle. At the top of the circle, it says there's faith. You, you have faith in God. Next, you need to, but actually, it's not just faith, it's, it's goodness. It's not just goodness, knowing what's good. Well, how do you know what's good? Actually, you need knowledge. Well, where do you find knowledge? Well, it's in the Bible. 
God's word to us. We need his knowledge. Actually, it's not just knowledge. It's when you know what you should be doing, you've got to jolly do it. You need self-control. And you need to persevere. You need to persevere in your life of Jesus. If you persevere, actually what happens is people will see in you a godliness. A godliness that, that is, is kind of reflection of, the, of God himself in your character, in your nature, in your love. And so from the godliness, there's mutual affection, brotherly, sisterly affection. And then agape love and faith. And it's like... We need perseverance in our discipleship life, Peter says here. We need to, to continue to add to our faith goodness, doing what's good, not just believing the truth. How do we know what's good is the Bible? Being self-controlled, persevering, demonstrating the life of God, mutual affection and love. And that takes perseverance. It doesn't just happen. We're doing a little session, training session at five o'clock today on mentoring because mentoring is there to, to help you persevere. Sometimes kind of um, doing things by yourself can be hard work, but uh, mentoring is one of those things that can really help us, provoke us. So just lastly, in this season where we can feel slightly lethargic, slightly lost our way, slightly kind of, uh, how, how do we persevere? Um, and I suppose for me, thinking about it is, it, is it just grim determination? Is it just kind of, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to persevere? Kind of, so I've lost my mojo, but I'm going to give myself a little kick and get up and positive thinking. Kind of, and I think it will last a little while, that. If, you just, if it's just your own strength. I think the persevering life needs to be fueled by the presence of God. It needs to be fueled by the love of God. It's interesting that um, the church in Ephesus was kind of uh, noted uh, in the book of Revelation for its perseverance. But they'd, somehow their perseverance had become a bit of grim determination. It says, it says this in Revelation chapter 2 about uh, uh, the church in Ephesus. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardship for my name and have not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. You've forsaken the love you had at first. I hold this against you. You've forsaken the love you had at first. Actually, there's something about they'd, they'd got into a legalistic perseverance that somehow had lost the fuel, had lost the, the, the essence behind that perseverance should have been a, dev a, a devoted love for God having encountered his love for them. I don't know if you know the story of the church that was planted in Ephesus, this church. And, and when people found Jesus, they were so enthralled with him, so in love, so amazed of all that happened in their lives, that those that were involved in witchcraft, uh, they came and burnt all their paraphernalia, all their books and all their magical instruments. They had this big bonfire in Ephesus, and they burnt it. And the value, um, Luke says, the value of the bonfire. And in today's money, it was five million pounds. A five million pound bonfire went up in smoke. Why? Because they loved the Lord. They loved the Lord Jesus so much. And somehow now, they'd forgotten their first love. They're persevering. They were, they were kind of testing people and trying their hardest, but they'd lost their love. And, and this morning as we come to pray in a moment, I suppose that's my first question is, are you persevering and are you doing well? If not, maybe find that first love, the first love for God and who he is and 
a father who's generous and kind and merciful and compassionate. And, 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 and again, you could do nothing to earn that love. And maybe just in a moment as we pray, where you feel you've lost your mojo, you feel that kind of you, you haven't quite worked out what post-COVID your priorities are, that maybe God's calling you to perseverance. But before you make the choice to persevere, you need to make the choice to encounter once again the love of God for you and have your love for him reignited. I think there's something about how we persevere it has to be in the context of his love for us and our devotion to him. I suppose the second thing in, in how do we persevere, actually I think we persevere with other people. Hebrews 10 says this in verse 23, uh, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, persevere. For he who promises faithful, let us consider how we can spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another. Encouraging one another. Let's meet together. Again, I think post-pandemic, people have reassessed what they do on Sundays. And, and it's great to see a room full here. But I, I know for some people, maybe before the pandemic would come three out of four. Maybe you've chosen now to come two out of four, maybe one out of four. Because somehow you found other things to do. And, and however great those other things are, actually meeting with God's people to be reminded of what is the reality of life? And it's loving God and knowing him. It's about encountering his love through other people. It's about coming to worship. It's about coming to his word. It's about receiving prayer, taking communion, all those kind of things. Let us meet together. And as we meet together, we find there's perseverance. We hear once again the story that is Jesus' story. The story that's the real story behind all the other stories that are out there in the world. And once again, we're provoked, we're encouraged. We encourage one another to live wholeheartedly. We need one another's help. And whether it's Sundays or whether it's a small group or whether it's a mentoring relationship, whether it's a prayer triplet, find somewhere. How can you persevere? It is in the love of God, but it's in the companionship of other people, other people who believe in the Lord Jesus. Just the last thing, um, when Jesus talks in Luke's gospel about the the parable of the sower, says, but the, the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. How do we persevere? Well, I think actually there's something about this word that, that nurtures us. There's something about the word as we're opening up our hearts to the Holy Spirit. There's something about this word that as we let it settle in our lives, as we choose to obey it, as we persevere, actually what happens is you find there's a good crop. There's a good crop in your life. There's a life that you know that's of resilience, of, of hope, of destiny that's yours. And I wonder whether sometimes we need to remind ourselves. Do we remind ourselves of the, the race that we're running, the prize that's ahead of us, the fight that we're fighting, the good that we wanted to see in the place where there's evil? And do we remind ourselves and say, God, give us the perseverance to hear your word, to let it feed us, let it guide us. Again, with the filling of your spirit in our life to energize us in all that you're calling us to. Just over the last few weeks, I've got to know, um, for the last couple of months, I've got to know some uh, people who've moved to Bristol from Hong Kong. Um, and uh, there's a picture, I think, of one of them uh, that I've got to know quite well. This was last Saturday down at the, on College Green, and we ha ran a, a welcome campaign for people who've arrived in Bristol from Hong Kong. Um, 
between seven and eight hundred Hong Kongers arrived, and we had an amazing morning. But uh, six thousand people from Hong Kong over the last eighteen months have arrived in Bristol and South Gloucestershire, and, and just getting to know people who've lost everything, who've lost their homes, lost their kind of because of the, the persecution they're experiencing there. And, but to find in them, uh, talking to that lady, um, I won't mention her name because she does get into trouble with the, the, the secret police. Um, again, she would say that um, being arrested because of her faith, being beaten because of her faith, she had to come to this country. But she's moved here, and I just saw in her a resilience, a perseverance. Okay, this is not ideal. I want to be at home in Hong Kong, but I'm here. And she's making the most of it. Actually, she's persevering in her faith. And I find that so inspiring. When you see people who persevere in the face of trouble, in the face of trial, actually they find something that is a treasure. They find something that should be a real joy. And I wonder whether for us this morning, there's a bit of a call in our lives to persevere, to reassess what we're up to and what we're doing. Are we really living wholeheartedly for, for Jesus as those of us that um, would call ourselves Christians? witnessing the example of, of baptism this morning, of uh, maybe looking back to a time where we dedicated our lives to following Jesus wholeheartedly. I'm wondering whether, am I persevering with that, that vow, that commitment that I made? Let's pray. If I get the worship team maybe to come back up as well. And um, we're just going to take a chance to pray. And um, again, on the earning effort, maybe for some of you, you feel, just, I, I haven't even got the energy to persevere and you need to know the unrivaled grace and generosity of love and God of God now maybe just in these moments as we worship just open up your heart to the possibility that God's love could be here for you God's forgiveness could be here for you that you could be called a daughter of God a son of God that you can be welcomed into his family. Lord, for people here this morning and they're feeling that position, Lord, I just want to pray now, in these moments, would you reassure them again of your love and your kindness and your compassion? Would you lavish that upon them, even as they turn to you now, just on the inside, as they just, again, look in your direction and say, God, help me. God, I pray that you would help them. Pray that you'd heal them. Pray you'd give them hope. And Lord, for those of us that need perseverance, and we just know that we need to keep on going, we know we've been disappointed, we know that we've kind of let other things come in the way from our devotion to you, Jesus. I pray today that we'd, again, our hearts will be filled with a love for you, God. The choices we've made to wholeheartedly lay down our lives, pray we'd honor that through our our choices through our actions. Help us to meet with other people, to spur one another on, to live for your kingdom, I pray. Amen.